Please open your Bibles in Luke 8, 4 to 21, or uh, they're going to show it also in the screen. But uh, as we, <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm <coughs> I have a little cough, but bear with me. <coughs> as we uh, continue with our study in the Gospel of Luke in our series, That You May Have Confidence, last week Pastor John took us through the first verses of chapter 8. <coughs> Excuse me, encouraging all of us, men, women, boys, and girls who have had a personal encounter with Jesus to be transformed and minister in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, as we continue in chapter 8, we'll hear how Jesus uses parables, and for those who actually hear and believe, we'll discover the secrets of the kingdom and what the results it should be in our lives. So Luke 8, Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 21, <clears throat> it says, And when a great crowd was gathering, and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to, to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had not moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell in good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others, they are in parables, so that, they, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they heard the word, received it with joy. But these have no root. They, they believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by cares and riches and pleasures of life, and the fruit does not mature. As for that <coughs> in the good soil, they are those who hear in the word, hold fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it, puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care, then, how you hear. 
For to the one who has more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. Then his mother and his brothers came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered, answered them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus showing us your word in parables. And Father, we pray that you would allow us to see what you want us to see. Please help us hear what we need to hear and help us respond with good fruits. In Jesus' name, amen. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, when I was a young, good-looking man, <laughs> a few months ago, after I finished college, uh, we used to have a group of friends in Mexico that we, we, we used to meet once or twice a week, once or, uh, or once, once every two weeks or once a month, maybe. <laughs> but uh, we used to go on, out and watch movies. Uh, we watched movies together. We loved mystery movies or suspense movies. And that was like our like goal. To, I was just hoping to, to get to the weekend to go with my friends. So what we, we did, we used to meet in one friend's uh, house. And once everybody gathered and got there together, then we, we would go from there to, to go to the movies. So um, we started doing this right before leaving from my friend's house, his father would come out and say, hey, guys, 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 before you leave, la clave está en, meaning the key is in, the key of the main plot is, the guy is not dead. And we're like, what, what, huh? So we go out to movies, right? Another time, same thing, gathered together, right before coming. Hey, guys, by the way, the key of the plot is their twins. And we're like, what? What? Or, you know, over and over again, the key of the plot is, that is the butler. What? So once we started watching the movie, guess what? Right from the beginning, we knew the answer. Man. That ruined the whole movie for us. And if you like suspense or you, have, you like mystery, you don't want to know the end at the beginning, right? It's like, come on, don't give me the end. Don't give me the answer. But this man uh, would do that. And, and I mean, he was, he was very funny. But we, soon enough, later on, we decided to, to meet in a different house and, and live from there. But, uh, but it, was, it was interesting that we want to be, be in suspense, right? for a movie or things like those. But in this case, Jesus is giving the answer the same way as this, this, uh, my friend's dad did. He's giving the answer beforehand. He's giving the mystery. He's giving the key. He's saying, listen, this is what you want to hear. This is what I want you to focus on. La clave está en, the key of the plot is here. So Jesus in parables is doing this, is presenting, is presenting what is the key. 
and the secret of the kingdom. Today, as we continue in our series of the Gospel of Luke, we'll hear how the secrets of the kingdom have been given to us and how we can examine ourselves, learning how to respond to the word of God. Jesus often uses parables when he speaks, and we may rush by thinking we know what parable is, but just to clarify a little bit more, the, uh, a dictionary says that a parable means a comparison with one thing to another, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. A parable, if understood, can help clarify deeper and spiritual truths. So when Jesus finishes his parable, he called out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Okay, so we might rush. Okay, he who has ears, let him hear. And then he, Jesus continues. But listen, he's calling, and the word for call is phoneo in Greek. Phoneo, what does that, that sound to you like? Phone, phoneo, phoneo. So phoneo, that's, that's where, where the word comes, to call. You have your phone to call someone. But Jesus is calling, he's saying, he's not just saying, uh, by the way, if you have any questions, just come to me and we'll... No, he's saying, hey, guys, listen. He is, here it is. La clave está en the key is right here. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. As though he's crying out loud, the people don't miss the most important thing. Jesus is saying that he has the information we need. Don't rush to continue with everything else and miss it. But pause on it. Wait, listen, meditate. The disciples realized that Jesus was saying something really important. And they actually get closer to ask what it all means. Jesus' response is amazing. So he says, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others, they are in parables so that, that they seeing may not see. And hearing, they may not understand. Did Jesus say, secret things held for all eternity, past and are now being revealed to lowly disciples? Yes. Brothers and sisters, we have been given to know the secrets of the kingdom. We have been given the word of God that contains such secrets. Jesus is saying to his disciples, then and now, today, here. So my main point here is because we have been given the secrets of the kingdom of God, we can respond by hearing Believing and bearing fruit. Again, because we have been given, given the secrets of the kingdom of God, we can respond by hearing, believing, and bearing fruit. So the first parable helps us see four types of soil. Or in other words, Jesus is explaining how the human heart can respond to the word of God. There is great spiritual significance for how the soils are described. As we go through each one, there is a building of action. 
starting with hearing, believing, and bearing fruit. In other words, each of them will start with the one before, yet missing a step. The last soil explains the complete or, or the optimal result of the soils. So let's first consider hearing. That's our first point, hearing. Jesus explains the first type of soil along the path. In verse 11, it says, They are those that have heard the word, but the devil takes it away so that they may not believe and be saved. In this context, this may be those who are hearing Jesus but they are only spectators. They are likely there for the show, the entertainment, the spectacle. Remember, Jesus has, has been doing a lot of miracles. So people is amazed, like, wow, man, that was cool. This guy was almost like not walking and par paralyzed. And then, man, now I'm, I just talked to him and he walked away. Give me more, Jesus. Show me more miracles. Come on. Let's keep the show going, right? And they, they are there for the show. But guess what? That's, that's not enough. That's not enough. <clears throat> it is important that we know the presence of the devil. He is active. He is stealing. He's stealing it. From the other point of view, those who heard were passive and let the devil steal it. They didn't think any more deeply about what Jesus was saying. They didn't meditate on it to protect it, so to, so to, so to speak. They just let it go. They were perhaps amused for a moment in time, but it had not lasting significance. The evil one, the evil one wants to build their minds, blind their minds, so they will miss the secrets of the gospel. It's like a, a boat, a sailing boat. If it doesn't have a motor or engine or something to control the way it's going, what's going to happen? If the wind blows one way, it's going to blow. It's going to go that way. If it, but if the wind changes, then it's going to change the way. And then, so Satan is kind of like, <laughs> I have them here. I can just help, help just attract them to different thing, things and get distracted. Jesus is saying some things important, but what if I do a little interruption here or there? And we'll be like, what? What was that? What? That's the devil's intention. In 2 Corinthians 4, 3 to 4, it says, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of his, this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. They will miss that. They will miss who is Christ and that he is the image of God, fully image of God. Jesus is saying that the word is going out. It is being heard. But there are different responses to hearing so to those who actually heard and took it, took it in, they believe. And that's our second point. First one, hearing. Second, believing. The second soil that Jesus explains is the rocky soil. Those who heard the word and joyfully received it. It says they actually believed. Unlikely the first soils. At last, the word got in. It was heard and received. 
But unfortunately, Jesus explains their belief only lasted for a while. The word didn't grow up deep or grow, up, grow deep. There was no room for good roots that would hold and sustain. Plus, there was no moisture to keep it alive. No water. It would die. When the time of testing came, they didn't have roots that could withstand the trial. Perhaps these were the people that understood to some degree their need of a savior. Yeah, this is a good, good thing for us. We're listening. It's, it's good. But they liked that Jesus offered renewal and transformation. Ah, yeah, that, that's for me. But in the end, they didn't think trials and tribulations should be a part of what they believe. Even though Jesus is the fountain of living water, they didn't come to him to drink from him. Things got just too difficult. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's so nice to hear you, Jesus. I mean, this is great, but I have to go back home uh, to, to feed the cat, right? Or to feed the dog. I mean, I believe in some of the things, but, but you know what? Actually, I'm worried about something else. But, but you know, you want me to change more? Mm, I thought you just wanted to give me blessings and blessings. And blessings. But if you're not, then forget about you. The trials didn't seem fair. They could no longer follow and so fell away. Perhaps today is people that believe for a while because they think that the gospel is the promise of an easy life without, prob without problems or without trials. Makes me think of the false teachings that believing in Jesus would bring what is most wanted in this world, health and wealth. But they miss that Jesus himself is the greatest treasure, not the things he offers. And that confusion leads to many no longer believing because their lives are no longer going how they thought they should. Ah, if it's not what I want, if it's not my own will, mm -mm, then forget it. And we know people like that, right? Well, we've seen some of our, of our kids. I, think, I can think of my son. He, he wants to be Nathan. He wants to be more independent. He wants to climb up and, and go do things differently, right? It's me. I can do it by myself. The moment, and some other, some other people too, some other little girls here, I, I won't mention names. But if they don't allow, if you don't allow this person, if you don't allow Nathan to do it by himself, he will get angry at you and he'll like, let me go. I want to do it my way. Nathan, if I help him go up three or four steps, he gets angry at me and is like, I do it, I do it. Go back down all the way to one of the steps and do it himself. Come on, Nate. That's the way sometimes with some of us and some others that are not really agreeing with what the word of God is asking to do. The third soil among the thorns is a little better than the previous because we see that this soil is fertile. It's hosting not only the seed the sower planted, but also the thorns that grow alongside. So the plant grows even more than the previous ones. But yet again, after a while, there is not room for them to grow anymore. They get choked by the thorns that are the cares and riches and pleasures of life. 
It's interesting here that Jesus doesn't say they fall away like the previous group. It just says they don't mature. Almost as though to say they just didn't give any significant time to the world. Running around, keeping up with tasks, worries, earning more money, just distractions kept them from growing more mature. Staying like my four-year-old son, right? No, not growing up, just this is what I want or nothing. So how much of this is distracting our our attention to what the Lord is requiring from us? First of all, we are, all are we, I'm sorry, first of all, are we listening to his voice? Are we spending time in scripture, enjoying and delighting in it? Psalm 1, 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's just enjoying, enjoying reading, enjoying spending time in the Lord, in the word of the Lord. In his word, he's spending time and enjoying it. Just like when you eat something, I like it, eating ice cream, but if you have to go in a hurry, sometimes I'm eating with my family, and then I have to go for a meeting or something, my wife's like, do you want me to save it for later? Yes, because I want to enjoy it. I want to spend a good time and mm, just, oh, man, this is so good, being refreshed by it, right? Can we do the same with the word of the Lord? Can we just spend time and mm, just enjoy, set the time apart and just enjoy, see what he's telling me? No, just, oh, but I have only two minutes to read. Uh, let's see how far I can Amen. I did my homework. No, but enjoy it. Mm, chew on it. Mm. Oh, man. Something sweet, but sweet as honey or sweeter than honey, uh, we're reminded also. So that's the word of the Lord. Do we then believe in what Jesus has done for us, that he has loved us so much to give his own life so that we can trust when he tells us, trust in me? Who is your priority? Are the worries so much that we can trust Jesus until we try to solve the problem ourselves? And once we do this, another thing comes, and then we just have to solve it again or solve another, fix another problem. What about our riches? Jesus said, we can't have two masters, remember? Money or God. We cannot have two masters. So who is your master? Be careful that we don't become like the rich young man. Are we too worried about our possessions or accumulating that pulls us away from a close relationship with God? What about our comfort and pleasures of life? Are we investing so much of our time and resources on what we think we deserve? Man, I've worked so much that I need, I deserve good vacations. Oh, a better house. I mean, this house is becoming a little old and, and old-fashioned, so I get a better, better house now. Or a greater car. We fall in love with so much of the things this world offers that we get easily allured 
from the priority of seeking first the kingdom of God. Please, don't get me wrong. The things that we have are blessings from God. What I'm saying here is, what is our main priority? What is our priority? What are you looking for? What are you working for? So that takes us. So when our priority is the kingdom of God, we can use our gifts and resources to produce good fruit. And takes us to the third point. So first point, hearing. Second point, believing. Third point, bearing good fruit or produce good fruit. So hearing is necessary to believe. But in order to, pro to produce a good fruit, the word must be retained. The fourth soil is the good soil. It is the soil that actually bears fruit. The word is heard. Is, it goes into good soil. It is believed. It is held fast in an honest and good heart. And it bears fruit a hundredfold with patience. In verse 15, it says that the person who has ears, I'm, I'm sorry, the person who hears holds fast to the word of God. In other versions, it says, retains it, retains the word of God. This verb is not a past tense, but in a present continuous, not for a while or in the past or a quick review, but constantly. Imagine you're, you're hanging from a cliff and the only thing there's, for you to, to be safe is, is a rope. So you're going to grab even with your teeth. I don't want to let go. I don't want to let go. What happens if, if you let go? It's not like, hold on, let me drink some water and I'll be back. Hold on rope. Hold on cliff. Hold on everything. Okay. Where were we? No. I mean, you cannot let go at all. At all. You have to grab into it. So this is what... Uh, Jesus is saying he, the word has to be retained. The second part of the verse 15 says, They are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart. And the result is that it bears fruit with patience. Bears fruit with patience. How can someone hold fast in an honest and good heart? Can Anyone here say, my friend, this is me. I have a, an honest and good heart. Yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> None of us can say that. But what is Jesus really telling us? He's referring here to knowing your true condition. What's, where's your heart? That in honesty, you realize that you actually can't. Do anything apart from Christ. The good heart is actually the bad heart. What? Yeah. But the bad heart, it doesn't stay there. The bad heart that realizes only Jesus can make a good heart. So a bad heart that realizes that Jesus can only change your heart, that's the good heart. That's the, the good soil. As the prophet Ezekiel said, God promised, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put it put within you, and I will remove the hearts of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. 
And once the bad heart has been transplanted, it echoes Jeremiah 31, where the Lord says, I will put my law or my word within them, and I will grind it on their hearts. Then Jesus' words at the last, last supper, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The good heart is a transplanted heart that has God's word written on and joyfully depends on Jesus to produce good fruit. With, when thinking of the good soul, we can think of the apostles and the women we studied last week. We know that the apostles sacrificed everything as a result of hearing, believing, and bearing fruit. They held fast to the word and were transformed by Christ. They were so completely convinced of God's word that they were propelled by the spirit to produce good fruit. To obey even if it cost their lives because they surely knew where they were going. They knew the secrets of the kingdom. One of the results of holding fast to the word is obedience. The fruit of knowing the secrets of the kingdom is obeying. Such obedience is marked in the following verses. Verse 16 says, No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it on, under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. In other words, my friends, if we have understood the, understood the gospel, if we understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, we must proclaim it. We, if we understand our condition, if we understand that we are sinners, and the only thing that is waiting for us is eternal punishment, it's not eternal death. Some people say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to die here and sleep forever. I'm sorry, but it's not the truth. The Bible is clear on what is the consequence. We'll go to hell and we'll suffer continuously, a present continuous time. And it's, this is not to, to make us afraid, oh, no, I better believe in, no, but just kind of understand what the word of God is telling us. That we, didn't we deserve death, but through Jesus and by the Holy Spirit is convicting us from our sin. That this hardened heart, that this heart of stone can be changed. Only believing, hearing the word, believing, constantly believing that he is changing our hearts and producing good fruit. What Jesus came to do, he died on the cross for my sins. And he rose on the third day and he is seated at the right hand of the Father, preparing a place for me. When I know all of that, this earth, this life, it's nice, but it's not it. This is not it. We have much more to go. We, we're in, encouraged to continue living. Worries? No, because we're trusting in him. Riches? It's nice. But it's not my main objective here in life. Satisfaction? He is my satisfaction. Go to Jesus. 
And we see example. Well, in, in uh, Psalm 1, verse 3, it says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in, in its season, and its leaf does, does not wither. It's producing fruit, and it's by the river, by the stream of living water. Who is the stream of living water but Jesus himself? So he's drinking from him. He's reading the word. He's meditating of the word, in the word and producing good fruit. How can we do that? Well, we know some people from our congregation that have, and even today, they're struggling with, with uh, sicknesses. But they're trusting in the Lord. They're putting their faith in the Lord. We can think of, of many of them, but uh, we've been praying for Hugh Moore, Moore, Hugh Moore. And the testimony of, of their daughters, his daughters, uh, Becky and Barb. He's preaching the gospel even when he's struggling. And he knows that he's going to die soon and that his days are short now. But he is convinced and he has the gospel and he is believing in the gospel that he cannot stand it. He cannot keep it to himself, but he has to give it away and say, nurse, thank you for caring for me. Thank you for being here for me. But you know what? Let me share with you. Even though you see me here suffering, but I have peace in my heart and I have joy. Even though I know I'm going to die tomorrow. Can you imagine these words of impact in this nurse? Jesus is the life. He is my Savior. And I want you to get to know him. Actually, here's a Bible for you. And he gave a Bible to the nurse. And we're praying for the nurse that she would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ to this, through this testimony. He's He's okay. Yeah, I might die tomorrow, but I know where I'm going. Can we say the same thing? In verse 18 says, take care then how you hear. From to the one who, bear, who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. That's part of the secret of the kingdom. Eternal things. The one who has truly heard and believed has the forgiveness of, of his sins. Enjoys a close relationship with God. Eternal life among other things. Plus, the truest treasure of all. Jesus himself. And the one who hears but does not respond will lose. He will lose even what he Things he has. This person, though this life was it, he thought, man, this is it. Riches, I have a good car, I have many things, I go on vacations every weekend, man, I have the money, I'm living the life. But they miss the understanding of eternal things and the secrets of the kingdom. This life, it is not it. Then Jesus goes on verse 21 saying, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. That is a very concrete way to put it. If you hear the word of God and do it, then you are part of the family of Christ. 
it seems to be black or white. If we take it out of its context, then it could be just another rule. Yeah, do this, do that, do that, do that. Then you're part of the... But it's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying in the whole context of his word, of the word of God, he's saying, you believe. You repent from your sins. You believe. You know that Christ is the Savior. Just trust in him. Trust in him. And as a result, you will bear fruit. You will be planted next to me. I will feed you. You don't have the strength to hold constantly. Man, even if you hold with your teeth, I mean, there you're going to fall sometimes. Sometime and you will be weakened and not, will not have the strength to, to withhold yourself. But I am next to you. I am feeding you. I am giving you what you need, nurturing you so you can have the strength to hold unto me, to hold unto the word, to believe constantly and produce good fruit. Jesus is saying, who has heard and is being transformed by my word, who loves my word and wants to do it joyfully. Charles Spurgeon, who is a theologian, a man that studies, studied the Bible, uh, he helps us with a list on how to hear the word of God. And I'll just mention a few of them. But if you want to know more, please ask me. And I can give you actually uh, the sermon where, where he's talking a, a little bit more specific about each one of these words. But he's, how should we hear the word of God? And, and Charles says, hear attentively and retentively. Hear believingly and obediently. Hear devoutly, sincerely, hear feelingly and sensitively, hear gratefully and hear prayerfully. Now, hearing this, the question is, what type of soil am I? What type of soil are you? What type of heart do I have? What, what type of heart do you have? How do I hear the word of God? How do you hear the word of God? If you think that these secrets from the kingdom are only for the elite or for those who are over spiritual of, or for the super holy, let me tell you that you're wrong. We were like people with hardened hearts. But thanks be to God that by his mercy, he has given his word to us. And there is nothing we can do but to hear and believe the secrets of the kingdom. So that we might respond to this word with obedience of hearts producing good fruits. He is revealing the secret of the kingdom to me, to you, today. If you are here... Or if you're watching at home and your heart is nowhere near this good soil, I encourage you to be sensitive to the words of Jesus. Hear, repent from a hardened heart. It is not about you. It is about him. 
And if you have a hard time, even ask him, Father, soften my heart, please. Believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And enjoy eternal life in him, bearing good fruits as a result of his voice. If you have heard his word and are believing in him, but like me, are struggling on being anxious or with material things, on materialism, or even on being worried about getting out of your comfort zone, just remember, the key of the plot is the gospel. The key of the plot is the gospel. Jesus Christ himself. Pray that as you, as you hear his word and delight in it, would believe in it, and the Holy Spirit would transform your heart through the power of Jesus. As we call out, as we call out loud his secret and seek his kingdom. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your message. Thank you for giving us ears, ears, Father, that we can hear your word. Help us believe in you, Father. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would be working in our lives, our hearts, that we can produce good fruits for your glory. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and respond to his word.